Welcome back to the Side Conversations <laughs> podcast, you guys. Uh, I'm here with a, wouldn't say a newcomer, a reoccurring guest, a guest we haven't had in a while. Uh, I'd like to introduce this guy, man. There's so many things to say. My best friend, my bro, soon to be best man, my guy, Jack Stowe. Welcome to the freaking show. Welcome back, my guy. How Appreciate are you? Appreciate man. Yeah, pretty yeah, good, absolutely. man. Just happy to be in Dallas, even though we're snowed in. Yeah, I know. We got... Um, a lot of snow right now i mean actually all this light's pretty much coming from the white outside there's so much it's uh, so bright yeah snowed in so no better thing to do uh than really just kick off a podcast man we've been chatting for a while um i'm just really glad to have you over here man honestly it's good to have a, a friend on the show so we can kind of chit chat uh, about things so i mean first off man how you been i know you've been busy real busy yeah man just kind of moved across the country again mm-hmm. um moved back from cali about a year and a half ago uh over to texas over in lubbock and just kind of honestly man just finding my way starting the transition got right. a couple years left and just kind of moving into kind of the back half or really the back quarter of my career uh, uh-huh. in the military yeah so what how long now has it been since you've been enlisted in the military so i just hit six years three weeks ago okay so in that six years i mean dude uh, obviously you and I have been through a lot. We've pretty much been, uh, side by side a lot through our military career. How many times have you moved? Uh, so what, how old are you two right now? You're 24, 24, right? almost 25. Uh-huh. Been yeah. in the military six years. Mm-hmm. How many times have you moved around? Uh, let's see. Uh, started in 29 and then, well, I mean, do you want to count all the, the schools and stuff too? Yeah. I mean like, I mean, so the, th- yeah, I definitely want to know how many times you've moved around and been relocated every time you've had to change a <laughs> barracks, you know what I mean? Yeah. That real, real um, raw. Well, so we started in, in 29 Palms outside of Palm Springs. So that was one. Then we moved to San Diego, um, in 2018, then moved across the street in San Diego in 20, in 2019, mm-hmm. um, did a six month in Japan prior to that. Um, and then came back and moved to, to Lubbock. So I guess realistically about four or five times, four or five times. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm trying to really paint the picture here, man. The, the movement, dude, it's it, they, you're constantly picking your stuff up, moving nonstop, uh, whether it's across the street, things change, right? The environment changes, the yeah. people changes, your neighbors change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I'm really trying to get across, man. 24 years old, been in the military six years and you're constantly moving around. Yeah. I got trust issues. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's so well, funny. It's a product of that. I definitely feel like it's gotta be a product of the fact that, you know, you, you move so much, nothing's ever or at least from your perspective, nothing yeah. really feels permanent. Yeah, you know? 100%. And that bleeds over so much into day-to-day life. Because right. every move you make now, you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be here in a year. Yeah. Because literally, I mean, for the first, I mean, five years, I was, I didn't stay at one duty station longer than a, a year and a half. And then every other duty station other than that one was less than a year. Wow. So, I mean, literally, I, I showed up to 29 Palms. I was there for seven months, went to Japan for six months, came back in two months, checked out, went to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I was there for 11 months, checked out, went to another unit across the street, was there for a year and a half. That was the longest one. Yeah. And then moved to moved to Lubbock. I mean, I had orders after I got to that last one in San Diego. I had orders uh, about a year and three months after I got there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how and, much time we got left now? <clears throat> well, just extended, so um, two years as of March March first. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. I can't can't forget to mention. Uh, definitely get clap it up for my guy here. Uh, selected for staff sergeant, soon to be pinned for that rocket, man. Congratulations. Appreciate, it, bro. You yeah. deserve it, honestly, man. I uh, just want to say that's super. So that's another thing, um, which is crazy to me, man. Uh, which kind of harping on, uh, kind of ties into what I want to talk about today. 24 years old being pinned staff sergeant, which is quite a big rank to um, carry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when anybody thinks about the military, let's be honest, you know, all they really think about in their head are stripes. They think sure. they think three stripes. They see rockers. Rank that's is what they everything. Think, right. Rank is everything. Right. Uh, and I mean, it's a prestigious rank. You know, you're you're noticed by Congress and recognize that your rank is going to hold something important. So. Uh, I definitely, you know, your journey, uh, into all that moving, all that work you put in to be a 24 year old staff sergeant, you know, at least to me and my experience in the military, you know, that's a, that's a diamond in the rough. That's, uh, well, it's, so it comes down to a few things, mm-hmm. which is, so, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk in the military, especially in the Marine Corps, especially when you start to talk about promotions in the senior ranks, everybody talks about all oh, this, this MOS gets promoted faster than others, mm-hmm. which is 100% true. Like there are, there are instances where it is easier to get promoted. 
the way that I combated that was I just did everything in my power to make myself promotable regardless of the MOS. Now right. there's there's exceptions, right? Certain MOSs close out and they don't promote. And at that point, it's a there's a certain level of luck. Right. My MOS is very, very big and there's a shitload of us. And at the end of the day, we do get promoted fast. However, my goal was to surpass whatever the minimum expectations were by a lot so that there right. weren't any questions. It like, was never it was never a focus for the rank. It was mm -hmm. I'm just being a powerhouse because no matter what. Because that's just who I am. You right? just have to because you know you're gonna get looked down on if you do get promoted quickly because you have an MOS that promotes fast. But the way I just counteracted that was like, okay, if you know, if you know you artillery like artillery you know gun mm -hmm. bunny or yeah. infantry whatever the case may be like all right then let's compare our stats yeah like, absolutely you can say yeah you can say a rank promotes faster but let's let's actually talk yeah. numbers let's yeah. let's talk about what where's your actually... fitness at what schools have you been to right how's your pme how'd you perform at pme yeah did you get like did you end up in some sort of award situation so absolutely. on and so forth and that was the easiest way to dispel all the bullshit right now this is this is where i want to get uh get at with this conversation you know there's a lot of things that come into play when you're striving for something, right? Um, and obviously, when you set a goal as broad as greatness, and it's not fixated on one material object or one certain goal, um, you know, like I said, it's very general to say my only, uh, uh, my finishing goal, my finishing line is greatness, mm -hmm. because that's such a broad term. Right. Um, and, you know, I can, I want to bring this up because, I mean, dude, uh, you know, uh, I feel like I've been lacking in an area of discipline, right? For sure. Uh, so, you know, that's where it's a hot topic because, um, you know, you being in your position, obviously, I mean, I know you, we've talked about a lot of things, the sacrifices you've had to made to make uh, and the discipline you have to have to continue on your grind, man. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, it's recognizable. You can see it. it it's right in front of you. Uh, it's right in front of me to see. So I just want to know where, where you get at after that, you know, um, so tell me, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what's going through your head? Because, you know, a, a regular work day when you're in the mix, you know, tell me what's going through your head. What's pulling you out of bed? So uh, it for me, it's it's relatively simple, but it's ingrained. And I think a lot of guys that, that take their job relatively seriously, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Right. But I've told I've told my girlfriend about this a thousand times. From the second that I wake up, and to be perfectly honest, even from the night before, I'm already thinking about the first like five things I have to do mm -hmm. within the first couple hours of getting up. So like for me, if it's like, okay, I know I need to eat before yeah. I go to work. I know I need to get up, get my stuff together. I know how long, I know exactly how long it's going to take me to get to work. And then I still leave a little bit of extra time there just in case. Mm -hmm. I still end up going early. So for example, like, so I usually get up around like 630 and i leave a little bit of buffer there because realistically i don't have to be at work until eight right and it takes me no shit 14 minutes to get to work mm -hmm. but i always plan for 20 to 25 subtle subtle see that's that's one thing i also want to go off on a on a side uh, conversation here oh i said it uh <laughs> <laughs> um, no so um <clears throat> that right there the 14 minutes you know it's 14 minutes which means at some point in time when you were making that travel you took a look at your clock and you made a mental note of it to get mm -hmm. there so you're meticulous right so yeah. it, that that comes into play right that's got to be a trait you yeah. have to pay attention really to what's right. going on yeah absolutely man um and i mean it's it's uh it is pretty sweet to see you know uh it, it's really cool uh which is why i reach out to you you know on this topic um maintaining that discipline uh for your goal right and achieving your goal um i mean it's human to stumble right it's For human sure. to mess up it's human to get off track so i i mean i want to kind of dive into that have you ever really felt uh, i mean because let's be real man right now you're doing a lot of things that uh, a lot of other people aren't doing i mean right now you're in the mix you're in the military uh you're on for promotion you know i'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass but what i'm just saying is you know obviously you're in a very different position so i mean tell me i mean have you ever really experienced a time where you kind of fell off your grind and kind of you know, what brought you back into, what pulled you back in? How'd you maintain it? Because right now, man, I'll be real with you. This is really just me seeking advice. <laughs> I have, you know, somewhat gone into that episode and I'm really trying to pull it back. No question. I'm looking for that discipline again. So, I mean, let's, let's jump into it. So, um, going back to 2017, um, I was in E3. Um, I was really close to E4. I was, uh, 
you know, you do in the military, you do these quarterly promotion boards and it's basically just to make sure that you're, you are fit to be promoted to the next rank. Mm-hmm. So I was undisciplined. I was drinking every weekend, mm-hmm. most of the time to blackout. Yeah. Just, in, I was, I, you know, I was 20. I could drink over there mm-hmm. at the bars. I was having the time of my life. I loved it. I have no regrets over it whatsoever. It was just a time where I needed to kind of go crazy. You know, I went to college for a little bit and partied my ass off, came to the Marine Corps, and it felt like all of that fun got stripped away for mm-hmm. a little bit because yeah. you kind of, life sucks for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I went over to Japan and I was like, oh, like here it is again. This is the time that I was looking for. Um, and so for like the first, you know, four out of six months, I was just kind of off my rocker and doing whatever I wanted to and didn't care. And I could get through what I needed to get through and meet the minimums no matter what. And um, in that last quarter, a couple of things happened that really, really just beat me up. Mm-hmm. So um, I was drinking every weekend, like I said, and sometimes during the week. And then uh, I was also, I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything like that. I was like, oh, like for the last, you know, year and a half, two years, I could essentially just do whatever I want and I'd still be fine. Like I was never the last guy in, in PT. I was never, you know, I was never the worst one. I was right. always somewhere in the middle. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, which I was comfortable with, which is like the worst thing in the right. world to get comfortable. So there was those times, I mean, I've been there too, where you wake up, you know, you have PT and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'm going to get through it. Um, but I'm not going to shine. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm, I'm not going to yeah. put that much effort into it. either. Right. Exactly. Like I'm just going to put in the bare minimum to get through it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be here. And you were, yeah. And that was in your head. You were just like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing the thing, but I had a shitty mindset and it's very similar to, to how a lot of people go to work mm-hmm. nowadays. It's just like, Absolutely. just need to get through it. Absolutely. It's just yeah. a minimum requirement. You definitely run into people, uh, who are already upset when they get there. You know, they're, yeah. they're they don't want to be there. They're mad that they're there. Uh, but they're going to have to do the thing. And it, it it's, uh, you know, we say it all the time, right? Fake motivation is the best way to build motivation. It's just fake it till you make it. But um, I mean, fake motivation gets kind of toxic, man. So where do you where do you reach from to to really keep going? I mean, so so there you are, right? You know, you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. What happens next, right? So you you already know that you're just taking things easy now. Yeah, you, you're where you're planning. Were you planning on staying? Were you trying to get out or what? So uh, I was only like a year and a half to two years in. Um, so I really wasn't thinking about the long term at that point. You know, I was still I was still in another country and kind of just going through the motions. Keep in mind the unit that I came from. I, I, I didn't hate the unit. I hated where I was. I hated uh-huh. being in the middle of nowhere in the yep. desert. It was awful. Yeah. And I was making like no money. So I didn't have anything. I didn't have any money to go do great things. I could maybe take a trip once every couple of months. Like it just right. sucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, low rank pay. And you it got sucks, things dude. Yeah, making man. like 600 bucks every Absolutely. two weeks. It's yeah. trash. People... <laughs> Yeah, people who are like, man, the military is a great way to make money. Look, if you're in the military, yeah, after for you the do money, like eight years, yeah, yeah, if you're in the military for the money, man, you're in the wrong, you're wrong, you're business. in the wrong business. Go do something else. Go um, learn how to do plumbing or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like that's so yeah, much easier. Yeah. I should have been a plumber. No, no. I'm just like <laughs> you're getting shit on so much in the, in the military and getting paid nothing, yeah, at least exactly. for a certain amount of time. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There are times you, you can go out and do things, and, and it's cool, and you get to feel that sense of pride. Sure. But, uh, you know, uh peacetime military yeah. you gotta yeah. so so what's going through your head right so let's get back on track here we keep going off on side conversations uh anyways <laughs> um <laughs> so so tell me man what what's the changing moment right what pulls you in because obviously you seem to be in a much better state uh than yeah. where you were yeah. running in the mid so so where's that changing point where do you pull from right so what happened was i went on the promotion board I thought I had it locked down. I already had the score to get promoted. Mm-hmm. So I knew that. I was like, okay, I'm good. So this is what, Lance to Corporal? Yeah. Or what? Okay. Yeah, E3, E4, Lance Corporal to Corporal, which is a big jump. Yes, um, big time. And I went on this promotion board and I had all the confidence in the world, but I really had nothing to back it up. But I will say this, I was doing well in my job for the unit that I was attached to. Uh-huh. So I so I went to Japan with with my current unit and then I detached from them and worked for a separate unit and did a lot of work underneath them. So, okay. Yeah. So like kind of, I don't want to like dime out units, but an artillery unit from the West coast Mm -hmm. goes out to Japan, attaches to another artillery unit. Right. Yeah. But I worked for the headquarters while my firing battery that I went with operated independently. Yes. So went to the headquarters and worked for them and did a lot of good stuff in my opinion, kind of worked really hard and, and kind of refined my craft, got held to the fire by a few NCOs and I loved every minute of it. And so that, group of leadership got to see that performance from me. Yeah. The problem is the promotion board was done by 
the group that I went with that I didn't work with on a day-to-day basis. And they only saw the drunk, stupid mm-hmm. Jack that would come back to the yeah. barracks, right? Yeah. they just Which saw I fucking, get. They just saw right? Lance Corporal still being a Lance Corporal, right? 100%. What, what, quote, unquote, what's expected. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. What would you expect of yeah. just a dumb E3? Yes. So um, I went on this promotion board. Um, I thought I did all right. I was like, ah, eh, should be fine. And I, again, like, I didn't know the importance um, right. of whatever I was doing. I was just like, oh, this is just another thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. Minimum standards. Whatever. Another check in the box. I get back. I get a call. And they're like, hey, come sign your non-recommendation for promotion. Wow. Right? Dang, they hit you with that with they a phone me. call? Yeah, so Dang. they called my they called me and they were like, "Hey, come up to the come up to the company office. We need you to sign your non-rec." And so right there, right? Let's dive into just that that piece right there. They call you, right? You think you had this lockdown, you're excited cuz mm-hmm. you're like a promotion's coming. Yeah. A little bit. You like you th- yeah, yeah, like yeah. in your head, you're like, "Oh, I'm getting pinned." I'm good. Like it's you're good. Yep. They tell you, right? They hit you with that word you always you that word right there, non-rec is if you if you're not familiar with the military that word right there that phrase that piece of paper non-rec carries a bad reputation that is the biggest motivation killer to young marines absolutely to and so when they tell you that over the phone i mean you're familiar with the non-rec you've seen the other right you've seen i hear stories yeah you hear stories right right? and when you when you see someone who's been non-rec you can tell the difference right and you know you know who's been non-rec yes and you're like Oh, I'm them. Yeah, right. So you, um, so is that what goes through? Do you immediately group yourself with? You've already put it. You're like, well, okay. So yeah, take me through li- that phone call. A little bit of both. So part of me was like, oh shit, I'm on the same level as these guys. But on the back of my head, I was like, but there's no way. Like I know the work that I'm putting in. And so I went to my current chief, and I was like, hey, like, like they're non-wrecking me for promotion. And he was like, what are you talking about? He was like, How, how'd the board go? I was like, I thought it went fine. Like, it wasn't anything that would get me non-wrecked. Like, yeah. like it shouldn't be. So he's like, I'm going to go up there. So my chief comes up there with me. He's an E6. We're going up to go see the E8, the first arm. Yes. Keep in mind, these two knew each other from from the drill field. They were on the drill field at the same time. And they, they, they knew each other. So we walk into the office. And first arm slides across the non-wreck across the, across the table. He's like, read it as like, let me know if you have any questions. And my staff aren't standing right behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I read it and I, and he was like, he was like, so what do you think? And I was like, to be honest with you, I'm not going to make any excuses. If you don't think I'm ready, then I'm not ready. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and try to like, I've made mistakes just yeah. like everybody else. And I'm not going to sit here and try to give you a big case. I'm sorry that I'm not up to standard at this point and I'll get better. The staff aren't behind me was like, he was like, yeah, that's all cool. But that's not that's <laughs> yeah. not how this conversation goes. He was like, yeah. first aren't this is one of the leaders of my shop. He's an E3 and he's leading my shop in a, in a, in some sort of capacity. He's not the leader, but yeah. he's but he's stepping up and making Absolutely. contributions yeah, to the you're, shop. You're making you're making yourself useful. You're yeah. being effective, yeah. which is what they want. 100%. I mean, I can tell you, yeah, I mean, and you know it from an NCO standpoint, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to talk cuz I've been out for a few years, but from yeah. an NCO standpoint, nothing gets like that nco off or because you when you see someone who's just there to work right like, i mean like they're there to get the job done yeah. and they're like hey i understand i'm a lower rank or you're a high rank whatever like and we'll just, let's just work together let's get it done let's go home right you know what i mean yeah so yeah absolutely you know i, I know exactly what you mean when he's describing that yeah so he uh he basically was like first aren't this is a marine that i want to be a leader in my shop and i want him to have the rank so that he can learn and grow to be the leader that he should be yeah. and not based off of what he's done in the past. And they kind of sat in silence for a few seconds. And then he was like, he was like, he was like, I really respect this guy. You know that, right? And he was talking about my staff. Sergeant. He was like, I really respect him. He was like, do you realize what this guy is doing for you right now? Mm-hmm. Like what this staff sergeant is doing for you right now? And I was like, yeah, Absolutely. no question. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, if I do this, he was like, you better mm-hmm. show back up to this this unit when we go back a whole different marine mm-hmm. and i was like understood no questions asked yeah he takes that non-rec rips it up right in front of me throws it in the trash and that was the fucking moment that changed and so i knew i knew two things i knew i wasn't in great shape mm-hmm. and i knew i lacked discipline and the only way to do that is just go to completely to the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. So when so, you say, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. So when you no, say like you've noticed you've lacked discipline, right? Yeah. What areas are you seeing that in? Like when you're, so that night, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that night was probably full of a lot of self-reflection or at least for a, a yeah, moment. No question. Uh, so when you kind of recognize that fact, you're like, okay, 
you know, you probably look at yourself, you think about your PFTs and stuff, and you're like, I've been, you know, maybe I can be, you, you realize you say to yourself, at least, yeah. I'm not in great shape. Okay, so it's time to change that. Then, you know, you tell yourself you lack discipline. Where, where are you seeing that at? If you don't, so, if you don't mind me, you know. No, yeah. So it, it comes down to how you define discipline. And to me, discipline is doing what you know you need to do, mm-hmm. even if it's not comfortable. And so for me, that was, I, like I said, I knew that I wasn't actively getting better at anything other than my job. So I knew that I was good at my MOS, relatively good. I mean, I wasn't a stud, but I was good and I could do my job well. So that part, I was like, I can always get better, but I'm solid there. Yeah. I need to address the other parts of me. And so that's going to be the nutrition and that's going to be the fitness side of the house. Because those are things that it, the Marine Corps loves. Yeah. If you're stud physically, like the Marine Corps is going to love you no matter what. You could suck Absolutely. at your job and they're going to give you benefit. Of yeah, that. 100%. That's, so, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a blueprint. And the Marine Corps loves giving blueprints to people. Yes. And we know exactly what the blueprints are. And so if you don't take advantage of them, you're an idiot. 100%. And, and I didn't for a long time until that moment. And so the first thing, oh, I, by the way, I was also like a tan belt McMap. So like, oh yeah, so you were just chilling. I mean, you weren't interested. I was straight in, chilling. Yeah. yeah. And I, I definitely feel that, man. Uh, a lot of times it's not really too important to So <laughs> the first thing that I did was I found the MAI in my unit. Yes. And I said, I want to go on a gray belt and a green belt course. He said, you need two or three other people before I can do a course. I was like, I'll go find them. Okay. So I got my roommates. We got a course going. So step one, got that started to handle. So I could start getting better belts. I could start kind of slowly, you know, building my resume. Two was I knew I needed to um, get my nutrition back. Mm-hmm. So because I had like I wasn't fat, but I was I was skinny and I had like no fucking abs, which yeah. if you're skinny and you don't have abs and you're in the military, like yeah. there's a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> so um, I immediately went to one of the other guys in my shop who was a bodybuilder. Yeah. And I was like, tell me what you know, yeah. like and help me meal prep. And I'll like we'll do all this. Yeah, shit start together. picking his brain. Right? I had like two months left there. I was like, just teach me all you can. So that was step two. Step three was find a person that was willing to take you to the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had an NCO, it was the same guy that did the MAI. I was like, can I please just go to the gym with you? He was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, we'll go to the gym in the evenings here, but when we get back to 29 Palms, we're going in the mornings, Yeah, at like early. And I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, the last couple months were kind of a blur. You kind of do a little bit here and there. We're starting to wrap up the UDP and we go back to 29. So when I get back to 29, I'm still making food. I got my green belt. Nice. So in two months, yeah. I had knocked out two belts. Um, and then when we got back to 29, I was like, I fuck, I hate waking up early. Mm -hmm. I hate it. And he was like, I don't give a shit. He was like, what you're going to do is you're going to put a bottle of pre, like your shaker bottle with pre-workout already mixed in it, put on your bedside table. He was like, the second that your alarm goes off at four 30, he was like, you're going to drink that (laughs) pre-workout. Just immediately take some caffeine straight to the dead ass. Yeah. So at four 30, (laughs) so at four 30 in the morning, um, Alarm would go off, take the pre-workout. We would drive over. We'd get there at like 445 and we would wait for the gym to open at five. My goodness. He man. was like, he was like, I don't care. We're going to get there. Yeah. And we would be the first persons in, or first people in the gym at five. We work out for an hour, go back, shower, change, eat, and then go to work. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, this is your new grind. This yeah. is what you do now. And it stuck. It stuck really well. And so, so I had had two months of kind of working out on the back end of that UDP. I was yeah. still attached to kilo battery by the way, uh-huh. or that unit for the little Shout bit. Shout out. And, um, and so in like October, November, I'm sorry, November, December time frame, we'd stayed with them cause we were going to go to the ball together as that unit, Sweet. Yeah. the other, the battalion had already done their ball. So we were going to have a separate one. So, um, yo, can I you was, take me to the next ball by the way? hundred percent. Fucking miss dude. Going, I got dude. You. Yeah. I'll get you ticks. Yo, if you're watching this and you're a Marine, you have a ball coming up. Give me a shout. I'd love to go. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, this is kind of the, so the, I'd like to just dive into one more piece there. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the real kicker. This is what I'm searching for, right? So you have a guy. You have... So now you have, like, almost an accountability, right? Yeah. But that I had to seek but, out. But you still have your free will, right? Yes. You still have your choice. Yes. He tells you, hey, here's what I want you to do. Here's here's how I do it. Pre-work outside of the bed when you wake up, when that alarm goes off. So that alarm goes off. When you wake up, you open your eyes because that alarm's going off. What's that thought in your head that tells you to get up? Was it because you knew you needed it was it i mean because you could you could have just easily rolled over yeah no question you know what i mean so what was it what what pulled you up it was Was it it was a small task Mm -hmm. and the task wasn't get up it wasn't put your shoes on it wasn't go outside the small task was the alarm goes off you drink it Mm -hmm. period so it's just more of 
just follow that schedule because like, the second you drink that you get the caffeine you get the sugar you get everything and then you're wide awake so i was up at 4 30 i didn't have to be outside till 4 45 mm-hmm. so i was like okay well if i drink this pre-workout there's no way i'm going back yeah. to bed you so can't you set, a, you set a schedule and so that's what it was yeah it was oh i'm not doing this for a goal or a benefit i'm doing this because it's in my schedule yes i have I, to interesting and, and there's also Whoa, you're like hitting my brain right now this is actually okay go yeah. on yeah and I'm there's yeah. there's also an accountability piece there where somebody took the time to help me mm-hmm. and now i can't return the favor by doing a small task of just get like it's not like when we go to the gym he's beating like he's beating my ass and like he's like hey you can go do whatever you want to do for an hour mm-hmm. all we're doing is going together yeah. And then you can go do like, it's not like I got to show up and then I get my ass beat for an yeah, hour. Like and, you're in some crazy training regiment. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you just get to come with me. And he was an NCO too at the time too. Uh, he had been a, a corporal for a while. I think he was about to pin on sergeant or just pin on sergeant. I can't remember. Bruh. But um, awesome guy. Yeah. And I didn't want to disappoint him because he Absolutely. took the time to help me. And so that was a big piece of it too, was I, I loved him as a, as a brother from the moment that he showed me compassion mm-hmm. that he could have been another, like, keep in mind, you know, I was such kind of like a shit bag at some point that a lot of those guys in that unit didn't like me right. because they were like, we don't need, like this dude doesn't even do anything. Like, yeah. You're he's, just, it he's was just the garbage. Way you rep- yeah. Your reputation and the way you carried yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I can definitely say I was a product of that too. Yeah. When I was a, I mean, I got pinned on corporal. I think I was, I just turned 20 years old and I got yeah. pinned on corporal and I, I just wasn't ready. You know, yeah. I was just, you know, long hair, don't care too cool for school yeah. whatever you know and uh it took uh it took a, i got a very stern talking to actually about just my personality uh by a few of my uh younger marines were two of my best friends you know what i mean yeah. and when i got pinned on they pulled me aside after a few weeks and they said dude you are such a dick at work like, yeah and they told me they were just like when we go to the barracks you're such a different person and that's why we like you but when you yeah. come here just such a piece of shit what's funny like what's funny is that is (laughs) what a lot of people don't realize is a a corporal is essentially a leader in training yes you're allowing them to be a monster and you're taming it yeah like that's because by the by the by the time they're an e5 they're a sergeant like they've kind of kind of cultivated who they are as a leader a lot yeah and that comes from making a shitload of mistakes being an asshole absolutely and figuring out what people respond to the now the difference between the people that end up being good leaders and bad leaders is the people take how they get responses and they either just ignore the bad stuff 100 or they address the bad stuff and continue to cultivate who they are and then that becomes kind of a little bit more of their identity as a sergeant and so you know you kind of have to take that time to figure out what kind of leader you want to be 100 and that comes from finding out what leaders you don't like exactly yeah and i think after that talking to i got man and i and you know i'll, I'll even mention dude eli hayne uh greg love dude two of my homies that really put me on there when yeah. that conversation about how i'm supposed to carry myself now and just how to act and and, and all that stuff and it, it definitely took uh time you know and yeah. that in different types of discipline like emotional discipline like no hey question. don't blow up there's yeah. no need to blow up you know what i yeah. mean and uh and just physical discipline like dude just don't lash out you know don't freak out you know you have those you remember those really shitty tin lockers that they would give you <laughs> bro you just walk in there slam one yeah you know and i'm like you know don't don't do that you know yeah. what i mean um but yeah man i really i really do enjoy that that point you made that it was almost it's almost rather easier to stay disciplined if you just follow uh, a schedule full of simple tasks. I think the, the key task. is simple tasks. Yes. That's right there. Um, the task isn't get up at 4.30, go to the gym, work out for an hour, and then come back. The yeah. task is get up and take your pre-workout. And it's also, you know, the task isn't get up, go work out because I'm a piece of shit and I want to do all this other stuff and you're right. trying to be... Yeah. The, that's not there. Fuck it's all like, of that. I'm just following a schedule. Yeah. I'm not I'm not thinking this about... This is just my life now. Yeah, I'm just doing a schedule. Yeah. So it kind of... Yeah, I really like that because it kind of removes that personal aspect, which is, I mean, dude, that's kind of where... I mean, I've just been doing introspecting, you know what I mean? And obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, I told you this whole thing, man, <laughs> which was crazy. I... Uh, so I bought, obviously I have like all my workout equipment and I've been working a lot. So I haven't been working out, dude. There's sure. no, there's no question about it. Uh, <laughs> and I bought a scale. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I started my job eight, nine months ago, started my job nine months ago. I was 183 pounds, 0.6. If I want to be like specific, yeah. right. Um, I bought a scale, stepped on the scale, 226, nine months later, 226, bro. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of fucking weight. 
And, um, you know, I definitely, I recognize it, right? So that piece of me, that military piece of me hit me, right? Yeah. When I, dude, and I mean, it hit me like a, like a brick, dude. Yeah. When I looked down, I saw that it's number like on the scale. you went to semi weigh-ins and realized yeah, you're overweight. Yeah, dude. And I was like, I've, I've become what I said I didn't want to be. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh no, I'm here now. Yeah. Got all the workout equipment, but I don't use it. Mm-hmm got all the got all of this and that but mm-hmm. i don't do anything yeah got the supplements and all that shit but i'm just out here eating shit looking yeah. like trash you know what i mean and i started noticing it right wearing my polos looking down and my belly's kind of sticking out i'm like oh no that's not yeah a good look bro. yeah or when i tuck my shirt in and it's starting to, i'm like ooh, ooh no sir yeah. no sir so that's where you know um i really like that i'm really going to try to implement that into my my uh regiment here but yeah man i think um I mean, we talked about this the other day. Uh, physical discipline for your own body is also something very it's intense. Huge, I mean, man. like you said too, when you were uh, uh, when you were fresh in the Marine Corps, you were skinny, but you didn't have abs. You weren't physically fit. No, you know what I mean. Uh, I could keep up. Exactly right, and that's. Uh, I, I think I'm far past that. So what it is is now I'm seeking that. I got to find that that spark again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely faded, and I think that's maybe just a early stage of transitioning sure. out from the military where i feel like too relaxed yeah so i don't even know man but i'm trying not to i want to keep my edge but you know you can't be edgy out here you know yeah what I'm saying people get tense so <laughs> i i'm glad you brought that up so this is and this is going to be a way a way deeper conversation absolutely no i i think this is um this is a conversation i've been needing to have you know what i mean uh and definitely dude um, i think a lot of people have to have this absolutely man and i think you know um this conversation, dude, if fitness is, is all, I mean, dude, I am 25. Am I 25? Yeah, I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 25. Fuck. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> How old am I? Who am I? <laughs> no. So I'm 25 and I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm overweight. Uh, obviously I'm getting back. I'm not like disgusting. I, I, I'm not like overweight in relativity. Yes. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm yeah. not like, look at me. I'm not, yeah. you know I'm saying? I can still rock some short shorts and the ass pop. Yeah. You know I'm saying, uh, well, what I'm saying is like, um, yeah, dude, just being in that position, uh, I'm young too, but I also have like my, my knees are jacked. I got less cartilage in my spine yeah. than I started with and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So, uh, but if I'm being honest, man, if I'm being hundred percent real the reason i truthfully believe that i've come to you know how i've gotten here is just i stopped caring i I left the discipline behind Mm -hmm. all my i don't need that i don't need that just went away yeah and it started bleeding into i mean obviously it hit one area a little bit faster than the other i mean you know uh but like I said, this isn't me like fishing. I obviously know I'm in shape. You know what I mean? I know. I'll yeah, yeah. Throw some weight around. What's up, dog? Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're still very yeah, strong. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, you know what I mean? But my personal military standard that I have ingrained yeah. in my brain to be fit. Well, you have an also, idea in your head of what fit looks like. My standard, yeah. Yeah. What my standard is is so high, but I knowingly just said, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's nobody, there's really, uh, I had a lot of excuses. Oh, my back hurts. My knees right. hurt. I'm working so much. Yep. But if I'm being real, dude, I truthfully just stop caring. Yeah. You know and what that's, I mean? And that's a big part of this too, right? Is every... Go ahead. There's, no. there's... Go off. So let's... Before we get started, right? Before we... <laughs> let's let's preface this, right? You're a force fitness instructor mm-hmm. in the middle. You're certified in nutrition mm-hmm. and fitness. Mm-hmm. You've trained hundreds of Marines yeah. in fitness, worked them out. So you are educated in fit. Let's make that clear. Loosely. Loosely. Like, but- I, I, won't, I won't say that I have a massive education in it. I do not. All I have is try. I, have, I yes. have a basic education yes. and trial and error. Yes, correct. So that's all I wanted before we yeah. started, before all the comments are like. I don't have a kinesiology fucking, degree. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, have a physiology dude, but degree. But we know what we're talking about. <laughs> but, Somewhat. But yeah. I feel like I've done enough to this point where I have a decent Yes. I have a decent set of results that I can disseminate that wouldn't be irresponsible to disseminate. See that shit? This is what I'm talking. This is the content we need on the show. <laughs> Big words. All right. So go ahead. Yeah, go off, King. So everything <laughs> everything in your life is based off priorities. Yes. Okay. So the step one to this whole thing is find out what's a priority to you. If the priority is being... So for your example, if being a priority is one, enjoying your time at work and, uh-huh. and being productive... Two is being uh, able to have energy when you come home or in the morning. And three is just not feeling sluggish, whatever the case may be. 
priority at some point for you if you want to get back into being in quote unquote in shape right Mm -hmm. is find something that you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. first that involves a certain level of either cardio strength and conditioning or hypertrophy training okay so if that means and by the way hypertrophy can come from and by the way for anybody who doesn't know hypertrophy is essentially just breaking down muscle for the purpose of building it back up bigger right that's very kind of watered down um so find a way to one get your body moving so whether that's you like hiking or whether you like biking or rowing or crossfit or running whatever the case may be find that thing and allow yourself to be immersed in it Mm -hmm. love it some people like crossfit because it's a community yeah because you get to go you meet friends you all go through the suck together in a workout whatever the case may be some people like running they'll join running clubs or they'll go do half marathons or 5ks or whatever and they get a community community is a big part of that because then when you're so it's definitely your environment and community absolutely well because people hold you accountable yeah right like when you when you show up to a CrossFit gym or to a running community 10, 15 times and you don't show up, people are going to be like, hmm, where's that guy? Yeah, absolutely. And then when you show back up, they're like, well, where were you? Yeah, were you busy? And then yeah. they want to know, right? And, and then, then you start getting grilled and you're like, absolutely. I've been slacking, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's huge. Okay, big time. So one of them is, you know, again, find what you like to do. And that, that comes with trial and error too. Like, I don't love running. Like, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, I hate it. But... um. I really like circuit training. I really like circuit training because I like pushing my limits, which we can dive into a little bit. Um, but I found if I wanted to get better at running, I just needed to involve like a mile before I'd go do my circuit training and call it a warm up. Right. I do a mile. And then eventually a mile was like, oh, I don't feel fully warmed up. I could do two. Or I would do the circuit where if I had five stations in my circuit, one of them would be running. And so I slowly put things in there into what I already like that allowed me to do the things that I don't like until I got better at them. And then once I got better at them, I liked them a little bit more. Right. Like I used to freaking Well, yeah, nobody running. enjoys doing something they're not good at. Exactly. You know I mean? And but that's huge. But it, you have to first, before even that, you have to make the realization that this is yes. going to be a journey. That's Absolutely. That's the big, yeah. which is kind of where I'm at, right? I'm yeah. at my, ba- like that to me is my base stone, right? It's, it's the, a journey. Yeah. But you need to have simple I, tasks. Exactly. Simple tasks to take that first step yes. up the stairs. Because that's where I'm at. I'm yeah. in that place where I'm like, okay, I made my realization. Yeah. I understand that this is going to take some time. Mm-hmm. This is going to suck. This is going to yeah. hurt. Now I got to take that first step, yeah. right? Yeah. So honestly, it's all kind of, it, I hate, I hate putting things in a giant perspective because it freaks so many people out. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> you, dude, it's told crazy. Me, I've, I've ran some ideas across you before and you've been like, Hey man. <laughs> yeah. Like take like, a step just, back. Yeah. Take a step back and realize we're, we're here yeah. <laughs> right here. And it could be so simple, man. Like I swear it could be so simple because everything, like you said, is a journey, but that doesn't mean that the first day has to suck. Mm-hmm. You can do things that are manageable and then slowly over time get better. Like this is a marathon. Yeah. This is not a sprint. Like Absolutely. your life your life is a marathon. You got all this presumably all this time. Right. So well, which is I mean that's I mean that could be a completely other topic we don't have to go down, but that's another thing too is that pers- the aspect of time, the perspective mm-hmm. of time now, everyone's living so fast. Everybody so fast. wants it now 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 yeah. cuz I mean you see it on your phone, you see it right there. You know mm-hmm. other people are doing it so you're like want that I what's funny that. is they're living fast and also wasting time at the same absolutely time. dude which how, is I how mean, often do we sit back and watch movies two hours a night or or watch a tv show well, dude, i'll tell you right now i've been i i can 100 percent tell you i've been fully capable of maintaining my fitness and other things mm-hmm. but i've just taken time out of my day to do nothing sure. you know what i mean i've yeah. just wasted time which isn't necessarily a bad thing 100 especially if you're trying to take care of your mental and all that all, all i mean by that is You've had a really busy day. You're stressed out, and you'd like your body to just kind of calm down a yeah, little decompress. bit. Yeah, decompress. Absolutely. And that's okay. I think what I found was I can do both of those things in my workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the case for everybody. But for me, I got so anxious and so worked up that I would go to the gym and go work out specifically to take my mind off the other right. stuff. Right. Yeah. It's an you escape. Know? Yeah. Um, and by the way, some of that comes with sacrifice, right? Like, if I want to get my workout in, but I also want time to decompress, then I'm going to have to sacrifice a little bit of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for people to sacrifice sleep. But for me, if I get up at 6.30, it's okay for me to go to bed at like 11 uh-huh. or yeah. 10.30. Yeah, and that means that I could go to bed at nine and kind of watch a movie or watch some TV for an hour and a half. And that's kind of my like, I but can it's just, the end of the day. Right? It is the end it's, of the it's day. It's the last task yeah. per se, right? It's the yeah. last task. I think you have to, you have to mechanically 
well, not mechanically, you have to change the way you view the day based off the person. Mm -hmm. So like some people love the grind. Yeah. Like everything's about the grind. Like I'm about people to, love being dude, in the trenches. The man. grind is the shit. It's like about. this I mean, is where dude, we're I at. I can tell you, I have a, we have a very trench mentality mm -hmm. in my, in my type of business. Yeah. Like when we're in those streets working like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's infectious, mm -hmm. but there's also some people that like the relaxed mentality. Mm -hmm. And to that, you have to kind of rescope what you're saying in a different way where like, Hey, like you're going to have an easy day today, but let's, you know, we're going to do 20 minutes of, of this little exercise just to get your, get your body moving for the day. And then yeah. life's good. You're not like, Oh, we're going to hit it so fucking hard today. And pound. like, like that person's going to get kind of scared off. And by the way, also, if you take the, Hey, we're going to take a light, you know, 20 minute workout session today to the guy that's like, I want to grind all the time. He's yeah. going to be like, this is like i could go do more than this yeah absolutely you know? yeah is knowing knowing you can do more you have to tailor it to the audience yeah so i th yeah i really like the fact that uh, you brought up community man and uh to bring that in you know uh, i think that's one of the hardest things and uh, i'd like to yeah you know um from a perspective right so we are alike in a lot of senses but we're also mm -hmm. very different you know what yeah. i mean um for me being i i definitely feel like well i mean i feel like we're both homebodies, pretty introverted, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So uh, speaking from my point of view, I guess, and for anybody else out there that's introverted, stepping up into a community like that can be pretty tough, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so individually, you know, what are your, what's your thought pro? I mean, giving up stuff, man, I'm kind of bumbling my words here because there's so much I want to ask. Sure. Um, so being introverted, you know, when you take time upon yourself you know how is it going through your head when you know uh you're just like i'm just gonna be in this alone you know because there's some people out there that might have to ride this journey by themselves and I, there have been times uh i can personally say where it does feel like we're all by ourselves sure um so in that mentality i mean i want to know have you ever been there and what uh i guess yeah. um a little bit so I mean, intermittently, I think I always actively tried to seek people out mm -hmm. that had similar mindsets or similar goals. And they don't have to be the same person. They don't have to do things the same way. But just someone that you were willing to interact with. Yeah, that, yeah, that you could kind of bullshit about what you yeah, were doing. Absolutely. Like, you don't have to work out together. But you may show up to work and talk about what you did that day. 100%. And if you don't show up with anything, you're going to be like, mm, you yeah. know. So it's human interaction. That's it, I like think it is. Yeah. That's you a huge have part to, of it. At some point, you have to step out yeah. of that shell or no your question. cage. And I you're think, doing just fine. Absolutely. Like, because it's not, at that point, it's not, like, you can be introverted and still be a part of a community. Right. And, like, you can show up to a CrossFit workout and not have to do anything with anybody else but just do the workout that's on the board mm -hmm. you see a bunch of other people working out nobody's really talking you know the coaches are kind of hyping you up a little bit or whatever yeah. but at the end of the day you're just there to do the workout and i keep bringing up crossfit because they do this really well yeah and bringing people back into the fold of like hey it's not that big of a deal it's just an hour mm -hmm. and um i think a big part of it is you're going to be your support system for the guys that are alone completely right, yeah. alone. i definitely we're definitely speaking out to the crowd but i'd also like to you know i'm a big advocate for males mental health you sure. know what i'm saying uh and i know there's definitely guys out there right now who are probably riding solo right now so i mean I'm, that mentality i'm gonna tell you this and i'm not gonna say that this is pure fact but yeah. this is just my viewpoint i don't think it i don't think you ever should be okay with being alone I think no I agree I no 100% I agree you know what I mean that. no like yeah go on I want to elaborate on that by all means I think you should always be trying to fill your circle with people with like mindsets 100% um so yes it is possible to do things on your own but even the best athletes in the world even the best coaches in the world have somebody there helping them. Hundred percent. Period. Yeah, I I really I really like that you made that point that you you should never be okay with just being alone. Um, coming from my standpoint, dude, you know there's a definitely a time in my life where I was just okay with being mm -hmm. in silence. I'm the same around way, though, yeah. nobody. Yeah, and I would be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I did realize, you know, at least now looking back, you know, when I was in the scenario and in the situation, I was so oblivious to a lot of the things I was doing or what I was saying mm -hmm. or what I, anything, you know what I mean? Now looking back, it does take time to reflect, but now looking back, man, um, when I was all alone and how destructive I was to myself, my well-being, my emotions and stuff, um, 
you know, it definitely, I mean, and thinking about it now, you know, I, when I got my fiance, when we finally moved in and she really pulled me out, human interaction sure. uh, is definitely a big thing. So, you know um, what being alone is the minimum standard. Yeah. Oof. It's the minimum standard. You being alone and not actively seeking other people to help you get better is just meeting the minimum standard. You're just existing. Yeah. That's what I want to get out, man. I've, dude. Because we don't, yeah. we're not, we're not all like Usain Bolt, Travis Pastrana, all these guys, they didn't just only do shit by themselves and that's how they got great. They started with a, a want to do something better and then they found people that helped them get better, mm-hmm. period. Like every single person that I can, I don't know one person that I can think of that did shit alone. Right. That got to where they were successfully. Which is, yeah, alone. I think that's really interesting. I, I, I read a point, I read a, an article and, and this guy was just ranting. He's like, I'm so tired of hearing rappers say they came from the bottom with nobody. And he's like, you got to think about it. When I think this is also, I've, uh, you know, reflecting on myself right now i can definitely say i've been a product of it where i just i don't i'll push away the people who are willing to help you know what i mean because i want to be alone uh but man dude um but it's not gonna be the same guy Mm -hmm. like it may not be the same person the whole journey absolutely and that's what that's what people forget is you are going to meet other people and you are going to start talking to new people and stop talking to other people like at every duty station i was ever at i had another person there that i wanted to train with because they were good at something that i wasn't right and so every time i moved it was like hey it was like you're still my brother it's great to like i'm you know i'm gonna miss you blah 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 but you move on and then you find somebody else you go to classes you go somewhere where you meet someone and you're like oh like that's someone that has something that i want Mm -hmm. i want a piece of that i want to train with absolutely Like every time, literally every duty station I've had, I've had someone like that. So when I was in 29, I had that person I was talking about when I was in Japan, had the person I was talking about when I went to San Diego the first time. Mm -hmm. I had a guy who was training for the SEALs while I was training to potentially go to, you know, the other selection. When I went to Comp Squadron, I had another FFI with me that and another uh, one of my homeboys who's still out in San Diego who right. also wanted to go to the selection. He was awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. All he wanted to do so really, was do hard shit. Yeah. And I was like, I love that, man. It's about like, finding the like-minded, right? Yeah. I, when I gotta, didn't want to sprint, set, he wanted yeah, to sprint. But you have to, then we can, you know, pulling all this back, it does come to setting that, that standard. What do you want? Like, where are you going to be? What's your standard going to be? What's your minimum? And like you said, being alone is just... It's one, the minimum standard. 1% better every day. 100%, man. I just want, I just really want to push this out, man. You know, um, I mean, I, I'll be the first to admit now, you know, I definitely talk about th- these things in therapy, you know, um, and also out here, it's great to talk about. But man, you guys out there, if, uh, if you're struggling with discipline, man, uh, I think Jack here has made a, a lot of good points on on basically just starting with a small task. So I want to put that into play, man. Um I also just had a few other things uh, to run past you, I guess. Um, when we kind of go into the support system, right, we, we dive into that. Now, there's going to be people that are going to try to knock the grind, right? Absolutely. We know that's a thing. Yeah. There's going to be people who exist in your life, who play a role in your life, whether it be minimal or, you know, excess or a lot, a big role in your life. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be people who are going to try to knock that grind. So I want to dip into your mentality on pushing away what I what I like to call as distractions, right? Because obviously, yeah. if if someone's you know someone's preventing you from getting that bread, you're a distraction, right? Yeah. Um. So when it comes to you, right, when you get hit with a distraction, what keeps you on your straight and narrow? Um, I think the the grind of making myself better. So when I kind of told myself when I started working out, I was going to get 1% better every day. Yes. And all that math adds up. You're 300, you know, (laughs) it's all a metaphor, right? Yeah. But you're 365% better than you were a year ago. Absolutely. If you work 1% every day. And by the way, that doesn't mean you have to work out every day, but you did something actively to make yourself better. Yeah, read a book, physically, mentally, whatever you want. Do something. 100%. Now with that comes, once you see the, the improvement over time, there's a confidence mm-hmm. that comes with that. Absolutely. And there's also uh, a opportunity for 
ego to play a role, but also the beauty of that confidence and ego is the last thing you want is someone to screw it up because you've been where you've been in a position where you didn't like who you were. And once you found something that you liked that made you better, the last thing you want is someone else coming in and screwing it up. And whether that's by downplaying what you're doing, Absolutely. talking shit, making distractions. For me, that was um, people that always wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. For me, that, <laughs> for real. Yep. Because that took away from my training. And then when they're like, you tell them you don't want to go out and they just like, oh my gosh, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. You, you know who the guys that didn't yep. talk shit about going out? My yeah. guys that trained hard. Exactly. Because they got it. They understood. Right. Like, and there were still guys that trained hard and that went out mm-hmm. and they would be like, Hey, you want to go drink tonight? I'd be like, nah, I, you know, I'm going to get up yeah. tomorrow morning and, and go swim or whatever. And, and they're that, like, so cool. it's not, so discipline is more, you know, it involves other things such as sacrifice right there. hundred percent. And I think what makes this easier is again, going back to having the support system. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, when you have a good support system, nobody talks shit when you want to go to bed early absolutely, or when you want to get up early. It goes like, back to surrounding yourself with like-minded people. hundred yeah. percent. Like, because everybody is different. Everybody in this world is different. Mm-hmm. And you may find out when you get older that you're not a part of these certain social circles or cliques that you don't really fit into that exactly. vibe anymore. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't hate the people that I used to party with. They're still great people. They just don't have the same goals that I do. And for me to reach my goals, I got to get with other people that fit my lifestyle. And that that doesn't have to, for a lot of people, that sounds cocky because what they hear is, oh, you don't fit my standard. You're not up to my standards. I don't want to be involved with you. That's not it at all. It's that you and I have different goals and we can't hang out all the time and me still reach my goals. <coughs> so for me, it's, you know, and by the way, Every now and then is fine. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to cut them off completely. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm not going to mean... go out drinking with you every weekend. No, 100%. I got shit to do. Yeah. And and I'll tell you from from experiences like that, I mean, and this is definitely just due to my own, you know, personal uh, whatever, I guess. You know, when, I mean, I definitely had a point in my life where I was like, you know, hot shit. At least yeah. I thought I was, right? You were. You know? And um, you 100% were. Yeah. And, you know, to it was still very easy, though, to drop that confidence when Mm -hmm. someone would say something crazy or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it really knocked, uh, there are a few times, a few things were said that really knocked me off my high horse and in a way that, you know, it, it was so, um, not in a way that I was being like cocky or anything, but somebody was just really hating, you know what I mean? And that really took me down a few notches and, and trying to earn that back in yourself is, um, you know, when you get knocked down a level mentally, you can't, you know, how do you explain that to someone to build your confidence back up? Right. Like, yeah. um, you know, so I go through all these, I don't even know these crazy emotional swings of just like, am I even like doing my job? Right. Am I a good right. person? Am yeah. I a good whatever? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I find difficulty in when, when I get knocked down and building myself back up, sure. you know what I mean? Uh, and that's where, that's where that discipline has to come into play. Right. And it falls back on that support yeah. system. Um, damn man you know i i I feel so many things when talking about this right now it's just so crazy um definitely just it's so normal you know um so what plays into discipline more than anything is honesty and oh you're about to make me oh my parts of my stomach right now so (laughs) the the honesty plays in a lot of ways yes so you got to be honest with yourself man that's i'm gonna be real i'm sorry to interrupt you uh you know i want you just you hit you're you're going a, exactly you where I'm a, going. you hit such a point it's swallowing your fucking pride it's looking, the hardest looking yourself in the eyes it's and just so admitting hard. to yourself whatever is yeah so you know you're first step, you're right? talking about how people say things about you i was the same way so yeah. you know i was um a couple of years ago i was in a different unit and i was kind of turning into this um one of the the stud NCOs that yes. that the leadership likes, yes, right? Hundred um, percent. And it wasn't because I was sucking up to him all the time. It was just I was doing a lot of things for the command, and they liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was running two workouts a day for all the Marines that were overweight. Yes. I was leading a whole platoon. And yeah. by the way, I wasn't. You were doing what you th- you were training Marines, man. You were you were I was doing, doing. I was doing what I thought was productive. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but what I what I didn't realize was I had a group of Marines directly underneath me that I was my main job. Mm-hmm. All the training Marines and stuff was kind of uh, was kind of secondary or it should have been secondary to what I was doing as a as a leader for my own shop. Yeah. And I 
very quickly fell into the trap of worrying about all the other stuff and not about my own guys as much as I should have. And there was a lot of internal drama that should have been taken care of mm-hmm. that I should have taken care of. And I didn't do a good job. And, um, you know, the confidence in me was like, Oh, I'm like, no, I'm doing everything I can, but I had to take a step back and seek guidance from other people and be like, is this right? Like, I think I'm right. But does that mean that I'm correct? Mm. Like, I think I know what I'm talking about, but does that mean that I'm actually right? Um, and that plays so much into every other facet of your life, especially on the fitness side of the house. Like, Oh, I think I'm strong, but am I really strong? Yeah. Or I think I'm in shape, but like, am I really like, Hey, I need someone to be honest with like, like, could I be doing better? And the answer is always going to be, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. And as long as you get that through your head that like, you can always be better then shit gets easier. 100%. Because then it's, there's no pressure anymore. There's yeah. no, there's no top standard. It's, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to get a little better. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's being honest with yourself and then even going back, it's, it's, that realization mm-hmm. and that i mean dude i'm i'll tell you right now because i'm in this i'm in the realization process right now right with so many things sure uh, that have gone on in life you know i'm in that realization i'm on the i'm on flat ground right the stairs right. are right in front of me uh and i'll tell you man be, uh, from my own experience being honest with yourself is fucking tough you know what i mean uh, it's especially when other people um you know try to knock that too uh obviously you shouldn't dive too deep into what other people say about you because sure. a lot of the time it's nonsense for sure uh, but you know it's also good to to reflect you know to really if someone says some wild stuff about you like well let me let me take a look yeah let me take a look in my let me reflect you yeah. know and uh also realizing you know just you can you can be better there's things that can be different it's tough man it is but i'll, I'll tell anybody right now it's the best thing to do the- it, it takes the pressure off to just be like okay I'm I'm not where I think I am or finally right. being like, okay, this is me. Let's do something. About it takes it. the pressure off because as soon as you're honest with yourself, you automatically know what you need to do. Exactly. To and then, and then it becomes a struggle of, are you going to listen to yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you going to follow? Now that you've made the realization, are you going to follow through? And then at that point, you just make simple tasks. Mm. Fuck. That's, that's all you do. Dude, that is literally oh, that is dude. literally all it takes. I feel like I've had so many revelations in this, in this <laughs> short show, dude. I'm ugh. the the problem is people. God, it's. I heard I heard Andy Stump talk about this the other day. Okay. He, was, he was talking about um, buds. Okay. He was talking about how what people do a lot of times is every day is not the day is not that difficult. What makes the day difficult is when you look at the month of the year and you you're overwhelmed with how much you need to do so if you like could you take a piece of sandpaper right now and scrape it across your knuckles yeah like yeah not a big deal right right can you do it every day well you know like after a week like starts to get pretty red yeah like after two weeks starts to get a little bloody after three weeks it might get infected it's the can you you know, you're going to look at three. If I told you your knuckles are going to be bloody in four weeks, you're going to be like, well, I'm not doing this at all. Then why would I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be difficult to have to deal with. Or if I just told you like, well, all you have to do is just, just one swipe across the knuckles today. Period. That just that little task. Yeah. Just one. Like life gets a lot easier when you break things up into things that are manageable. Like mm-hmm. if I told you like, Hey, would it would it count for you to be one percent better if I just said we're gonna go outside mm-hmm. and we're gonna do fifty push ups? Would that count as one percent better? Yeah, I could totally. I mean, fifty push ups. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's that's one percent better. Yeah, yeah. So, easily. like, and it how, sounds how obtainable. It's it's setting not just simple tat. Yeah, I get. Yeah, for that obtainable too is another good one yeah. for that obtainable. And, and once it gets easy to do fifty push ups, mm-hmm. then one percent better really is like. 70 push-ups. Exactly. Now take this take this for you guys uh you know who are also in fitness or if you're not in fitness maybe you're in business. Take that. Let's go to let's move it over to simple tasks, right? Sure. Okay. You're a businessman now, right? You're dealing with a an account, you find the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Big problem, everyone's tripping out. Okay, simple task. Let's break it down. Yep. Let's open up the program. Yada yada, I fix it. Yeah. All I got to do after I fix it is send the email. Hey, yeah. it's fixed. It's good. done. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm going to think. Of. I'm not going <laughs> to think about how uh, this program's down and it's affecting the rest of the work and there are people out there who right. need us and they're not being able to mm-hmm. take all that out, right? Take yep. all that out, fix it, 
send the email. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, that right there, I feel like can open up a lot of doors for people. If I had that when I was even working, you know, I did work in an office. I did work behind a computer. I was corporate, dude. Um, and it was very high stress all the time yep. because big money's on the line. And sure. if a call's coming through and we're not picking up, that's an issue. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I definitely drained myself 100% because, I mean... You know how it is, man. The way they train you. What happens when you're late, right? Fucking Marines die. That's what happens yeah, when you're late, right? It's always so. And that stress. gets ingrained into your head. And people think it's ridiculous. People are like, dude, like you're out of the military. <laughs> chill out. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't. I can't. can't. I can't relax. It's because already, everything's it's already here. High stress. And now, not because you know when you're when you're in the suck, right, with your homies, and your homie falls down, right? And he's got his pack on his rifle, and he's like, my ankle, and you're like. Oh, okay. Uh, first, I need a corpsman. Now, this is going to take out my front man, right? So now my front man's gone, so I got to get this guy over here to start running this stuff. We got to change the entire plan, and this is going to mess up other things that, are, you know, when we get to the objective, when we start doing all this, uh, and then your brain's already fried, and the guy's still on the ground. Yeah, and like, the, the whole time, hasn't even got you there haven't yet. even put the tourniquet on yeah, and he's in, and it's all in your head running so fast, and you're like... Well, I mean, it's. For, I already saw the future, so it's over. You know yeah. what I mean? In the uh, meantime, if you would have just put a tourniquet on him, mm -hmm. you probably would have been all right. Probably would have been all right. Good to go. Hey, splint it. We'll get him adjust. in the truck. Yeah, we'll, we'll adjust. Uh, and that's, you know, if I would have taken... So, I guess in that point, when, you know, when they moved me over to this office, you know, and shit's not going right, I'm like, well, there it is, right? Yeah. We screwed the pooch. Now there's going to be some old lady calling in for insurance on an icy road because she's sliding <laughs> and she's not yeah. going to be able to get coverage and then yep. boom roll over now we got a claim it's stupid stuff you know right. what i mean uh and that's what we call anxiety my friends <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know yeah. um yeah that's called general anxiety disorder uh but so um, i and i fell into that trap a lot too so um you know we would have these in the job i'm at now we would have these you know monday monday morning meetings where you talk about all the tasks or tasks that you have for the week and my tasks list would be huge, dude. I mean, like we're like twenty or thirty tasks of things I need to get done, and it's like it, it's a mind fuck. Like yeah. you just look at it and you're like, oh my god, like what a busy week. And it finally, and I was drowning in it. Like for for like a good few months, I was like, man, this is yeah. Like this is I didn't realize how hard this yeah, was. Yeah, that everything book literally was everything. It literally took someone to come, and this is so basic, but mm -hmm. holy shit, it worked. <laughs> I literally, I had a, a senior enlisted Marine come down and she came to me and she said, we're going to sit here and do this. Give me your task list for the week. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. She was like, list out all the due dates for all this stuff. And I was like, okay, got it. And she was like, here's all we're going to do. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He was like, put the tasks on there that need to get, first put the ones that have to get done on yeah. those days and then fill in the blanks wherever you can. And then if you get done early on Monday or Tuesday, then you shift one of your Wednesday tasks to Tuesday. Right. Or you shift one of your Tuesday tasks to Monday. And it turned into this, okay, every every Monday I'm going to get all my taskers and I'm going to plot out exactly when I need to finish them. So now instead of looking at a week's task list, I'm looking at today. I'm looking at today. Yeah. And then even for that, I would say, okay, I'm going to get these two done in the morning and then these two done in the afternoon. Yeah. Or how, however many. And so then it became, oh, I have three hours or four hours before I want to take my lunch or go work out, I have four hours to do these two tasks. And before I knew it, like these tasks would be done in an hour. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, what am I freaking out about? hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yep. No, dude, I, I know exactly what you mean, man. I've been in those scenarios and that's what, uh, dude, I know there's somebody probably listening to this, probably either going to freak out later today or is already freaked out, maybe yeah. freaking out during the middle of this podcast. But like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's setting uh, yourself up for yeah, success. You gotta, you gotta break it down, man. And, um, you know, I mean, I work in an environment where everything's always moving. And I mean, I'll, I'll say I'm I, I, I'm still a victim of overthinking and catastrophizing yep. because I think too far into the future. For sure. Uh, you know, but the thing is, I can't see the future. I don't no. know what's going to happen. You never know. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just swinging for the fences 24-7. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, man, I really do enjoy that. Uh, I think this has been a really solid podcast, man. Yeah. I, I really think I pulled a few things from here that I definitely want to implement into my life. Uh, so, you know, as I know I'm talking on a podcast, but talking to you directly, man, thank you for coming here. I know Happy you're going to be hanging out with us for the next yeah. few days and we're snowed in anyway. So, <laughs> uh, we got a lot more cool things coming, man. Stay tuned. Uh, there's going to be some cool shows coming up. Um, but yeah, man, uh, one thing I always like to do before the end of the podcast is always shout out, uh, the 
uh, suicide hotline uh, for you guys out there. It's 1-800-273-8255. Once again, that's 1-800-273-8255. You guys can call at any time. There's always going to be a representative over there to speak with you. Uh, If you call in uh, and you press 1, that'll direct you straight to the Veterans Crisis Line, you guys. uh, Definitely use this hotline if you're ever feeling down or you're ever feeling like you need someone to talk to. I highly recommend it. Uh, most definitely, but also before you reach for that phone, make sure you're looking to your left, right, you're up and down, north, south, east, and west for a friend out there, all right? There's always someone out there to talk to, uh, whether it be a friend or a stranger, it's always good to just let things out. I mean, I don't even know, start a podcast, talk to your friends, I mean, that's what I did, so, (laughs) you know, uh, I mean, but trust me, if you guys ever, you know, if you even feel like there's nobody out there to talk to, write me, talk to me, hit me up, I'll chat with you guys. Uh, I'm just super glad you guys are listening to the show. I'm really glad to be back, Jack. I'm glad you're here. Uh, and yeah, man, do you want to shout out your social medias? Nah, but <laughs> hey, listen, if there's only one thing I can lead, leave this podcast with, it's if you want to get better at something, find an easy goal and go do it. Just do it one time and think back about how easy it was to do it that one time or how difficult it was to do it that time and adjust based off that. If it was difficult, then make it a smaller task. And the next day, do that task and find something that you enjoy doing that you can do routinely and just go for it. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.